Welcome to In the Spotlight, a regular podcast from the Witham, Barnard Castle's Community Arts Centre. And in the spotlight this time, we've got folk musicians Catherine Roberts and Sean Lakeman. Catherine and Sean are currently out on tour in support of their new album, which is called Almost a Sunset. They visit the Witham on Tuesday, April the 25th. I'll give you details of where you can get tickets from a little later. But to get us in the mood before we chat, here's a track from the album. It's the album opener, in fact. It's called Eavesdropper. It was meant to be a bloodless cool Until the streets turned red Do as we say, not as we do We're in charge of you, they said We hear whispers, we see
Welcome to In the Spotlight, a regular podcast from the Witham, Barnard Castle's Community Arts Centre. So hello, Catherine. Hello, Sean. Hello, Stuart. Hi, You're Stuart. Right. Thanks very much for joining me. Um, and you're coming up to the Witham uh, in April uh, to promote the new album that you've got coming out, called, uh, which is called Almost a Sunset. And according to my notes, it's the seventh album that you've made together and the first one for five years. So um, perhaps just tell us a little bit about the new album to begin with. Uh, like you say, yeah, it's called Almost a Sunset. Um, it took us quite a long time to make. We took our time um, about a year and it's it's basically just a, a whole collection of songs that we uh, have made and uh, yeah found interesting over the last year or so. It's uh, well, it'll be out by the time we come to the Witham, but it's um, so far it's getting a great reception. Yeah, so it, it's not it's not a lockdown album or anything like that. Then something that that came, came that you worked on through lockdown or anything like that. No, it was sort of after lockdown, to be honest. Uh, once we sort of went back to work <laughs> really a bit like the rest a bit like the rest of the nation um during during lockdown we kind of didn't play very much music to be honest we didn't we we pressed the big red stop button and and just focused on trying to keep our two daughters happy and stable and feel comfortable and we we just yeah we enjoyed being at home because after what 25 years of touring and and always being out on the road and always making the next plans it was actually quite nice for us to be home and spend that time at home. I know that's not the case for everyone, but it worked out well for us. So then once we did start working again, we were fizzing with ideas and, and ready to get cracking. As you mentioned there, you've been at this for uh, for a year or two now. Um, <laughs> how has the process of making a record, recording a record, how, how have things changed since you uh, first entered a studio? Well, we were quite lucky when we first entered a studio and we, uh, we, we were signed by a major record company at very young. So our first experiences of recording studios were some of the best ones in the world. <laughs> so we were in sort of real world studios and Abbey Road and, you know, Townhouse and all these famous recording studios uh, yeah. for the first few years of our recording lives. Um, so now we don't do that. <laughs> That's so, so is, it, is, it, is it very much sort of a, a cottage industry type thing now than a much smaller operation? It's much smaller. I mean, I'm I'm a record producer as well for lots of other bands, and um, I have a um, a studio at home uh, that I use. So we're we're lucky that we can dip in and out of that in between projects um, that, that that I've got going on. Um, but to be honest, the, one of the major changes is, is we make records on our terms now. We're not dictated to by any record company. Uh, we we do it when we want to and at our pace. Yeah, and the only expectation placed upon us are the ones that we place upon ourselves. So there's no outside influence, no outside demands. We can just choose to write songs about whatever we want to write about or learn whatever traditional songs we want to do because they make us happy and because they uh, inspire and interest us. So hopefully it does that for our listeners as well. Um, but mainly we we kind of have that opinion that as a musician, if you're not happy with what you're performing and producing then no one else is going to be happy with it you can't just set out to try and do what you think people want you to do yeah i think that's probably the worst thing to do is to try and kind of guess second guess what people might like to listen to or what might be popular with people yeah it just it just doesn't work because you're not necessarily doing the thing that you're most comfortable and happy doing then and and audiences can tell 
Yeah. So you just got to do what makes what works for you, I think. Yeah, I think I should probably mention actually for anybody who doesn't know you that um, you, you sort of alluded to it there that you'd uh, in in your younger days um, you were sort of touted as a, a folk supergroup um, when you were when you were members of Equation, wasn't it? I mean, how, how do you look back on those days now? Do you, does it does, is it fond memories? Do you smile when you think of the the, the sort of oh, mid late nineties? I do. I think back on that as being what a brilliant experience. It was such a such an unusual thing. I don't think, well, I don't know about you, but I, I didn't kind of set out thinking to myself, this is what I want to do when I leave school. So for all that, those opportunities to be kind of placed in front of me, it was incredible. I look back on it as being a real sort of training academy yeah. for the, all the years of music we've made since. Absolutely. It was brilliant, yeah. And, and we were watching something on the TV last night all about the story of Britpop. And funnily enough, you know, because we're talking about the sort of, we started in about 1995. And so, you know, we were there in London, uh, in Camden, and all all those Britpop bands were all happening and uh, we were in all the right pubs and all the all the right clubs and it was it was all going on around us so coming right up to date now obviously almost a sunset um is out uh, this month march and um what's is there a theme running through it what, what what are the songs about on this album um we never have an intentional theme for an album we always aim just to produce an album full of songs and stories that have interested us so we've got things as diverse as um revengeful lions and what else is down there like rope walking oh yes yeah uh, various historic <laughs> we're, we're kind of i i read a lot i love reading and from time to time just some little tidbit or get stuck in my brain and i have to go away and investigate and kind of find as much information about that story as I possibly can. And then I come back to Sean all excited and say, oh, listen to this. I've got this great idea. And sometimes he looks at me and says, what are you talking about? That's just <laughs> ridiculous. But other times he's very tolerant and said, yeah, that's a great idea for a song. <laughs> so it's, it's fairly eclectic. We, we, we like to offer, you know, audiences uh, an eclectic mix. We, we're uh, very wary of people being bored at our gigs um you know if you don't if you don't like a particular song just wait three and a half minutes and another completely diverse one will come along how does the uh, how does the process um work between you do you write together do you write separately do you do you, uh, do you bounce off each other yeah we do bounce a lot i mean Catherine is the one that sort of sparks all the ideas um and then i'm more of a filter and we sort of flesh it all out together so um it's a very refined process that we've been doing for years and years i suppose but it's it's not something we particularly uh do by design it just it just happens and it works for us are you, are you very disciplined did, did, did you just did you sit down and say right we're going to do an album this year are you, are you disciplined <laughs> no. like that or does it is it something that sort of evolves over time and you think oh we've got sort of seven eight good songs here maybe we should sort of get into the studio and see what we can do with them that's that's yeah. it when 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 you get about well you know over half a dozen songs and they start to have a cohesion amongst themselves you think oh well i guess i guess maybe it's is, time <laughs> i guess this is an album then <laughs> But before that, it's just recording songs. It literally is that. Yeah, let's get an idea, see yeah. what we can make of it, see if it's worth recording. Sometimes you put an idea down and it doesn't feel like it's worth pursuing. Um, mm. So you might put it in a shell, in, in a drawer for a couple of years and come back to it fresh and, and it's it works all over again. But yeah, we've never been ones for having a theme, have we? No. 
you're, you obviously must be pleased with the outcome, uh, outcome of this one. Perhaps, perhaps the best thing to ask you is, how do you think it stacks up or fits in, perhaps, with the uh, the, the previous albums that you've released? Because we started making it quite a long time ago, a lot of these songs are quite old for us, and so maybe we were a bit close to them, and, and we just sort of we finished the album, uh, sent it out, and thought, well, there we go. There's there's a new album. We 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 know it's us. There's there's a lot of our personalities in there, but the reception that we've been getting has been quite overwhelming. Actually, it's been you know people have been saying it's it's up there with our best work, if not our best work. Um, it's just great, yeah. No matter what arm of the arts you're in, there's always that moment when you're kind of you're putting yourself out there, whether it's with a, a recording or an artwork or a dance piece. You're putting part of yourself out there for people to essentially look at and uh, form an opinion on. And and you do always have that little moments of self doubt. You can't help it. You just kind of think, well, this is this is what I think works, but. What will other people think? Are they going to like it? Are they not going to like it? And so it, it's, it feels reassuring that when positive reviews come in and people tell you they've enjoyed particular songs, you kind of think, okay, yeah, I'm connecting with someone in a positive way. And that's ultimately what the whole making music thing is about for us, is making connections. It's, it's really powerful. More from Catherine and Sean in a couple of minutes, but let's have another track from their new album, Almost a Sunset. This one's called Call My Name. When life is hard and you feel alone, try and recall all the good times we had when it seems there's no Out of reach, try and call all the good times we had when you've lost the last of yourself. Oh 
on March the 18th, you kicked off this tour, which I counted up before, is 26 dates um, between March the 18th and May the 6th. That's a, that's a, a pretty intense sort of a schedule there. Um, have you been limbering up for it? Uh, yeah, we, we do uh, intensively rehearse before tours. And um, yeah, but we love it. And, and, and we don't, you know, a tour should be a tour. A tour isn't three dates, is it? You know, if you're going on a tour... Go out and see some places. And having having you know having fitted so many so many dates in, do you, do you look upon it with uh, great excitement, great trepidation, or just a big adventure? Uh, all of the above, really. Yeah. It's always exciting to to get out there and start playing these songs to people who hopefully want to hear them, um, and and meeting people and making a connection and and sharing emotions with other people in a room all at the same time it, it's um i think that it that was really highlighted to me during lockdown uh, i know lots and lots of people did online gigs and we did a few but you realize just how powerful it is to be in a room with other human beings all experiencing the same thing all at the same time that's what's so special about touring i love it i mean i'm, I'm i'll be perfectly honest i'm not a performer I've, I've been a sportsman i'm a bit long in the tooth now but um in 40 years of playing cricket i can sort of remember probably half a dozen or dozen memorable games that stick out is, is it the same sort of thing for uh for touring performers such as yourselves does it do you have sort of places times uh, that just sort of really stick out above the others yeah sure you do um and it can be for all sorts of yeah. different reasons it doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest shows or the uh, most glitzy or um it, it can be moments that just grab you uh usually emotionally mm. um that that stick out but yeah when you do so many uh it's about the unusual little memories um that's that's what sticks in your mind in your memory what ma- what makes a good show well co- connection just connecting with an audience and and usually because we play fairly intimate folk shows we can see that connection whether or not it's been successful you know if if we always joke that unless someone's burst into tears at our gig you know it's it's <laughs> well, that's the mark of a successful night yeah, yeah. <laughs> it means you've got them means you've got them so if they're all just staring at the phones you know <laughs> And who who makes up your audience these days? Do you get do you get uh, a, a whole range range of ages, or do you get people just calling in, sort of wondering what you're all about, or what's what sort of faces are looking back at you these days? Well, we do we we have quite a good loyal fan base, which is nice. They've been following us for years, but we do also get um, people from across the age groups. You know, um, young young kids who like certain songs uh have seen things on youtube or some of the social media channels uh or even been played by mums and dads or or whatever um and then we get yeah all the way up to you know very old people <laughs> grands and granddads coming back yeah to everybody we're a, there's something in it one size fits all we, we, we try to be yeah try to give something yeah one of the things we we do think about it, it's a consideration when we're putting together a set list for a tour is that we want to be accessible to all age groups but also to people who are not maybe not necessarily heavily into folk music but who might be interested in hearing a few things and it's always nice to be able to introduce a few traditional songs to non-folkies because inevitably it's um it proves quite enjoyable and it might might change perception 
of what folk music's about. So we like to have a bit of a mix. I've lost count over the years of the numbers of people that have come up and said, oh, I didn't think I liked folk music, and uh, but I really enjoyed your gig. I'm, I'm going to go and investigate more stuff. And I have to sort of hold myself back and say, well, just be just be really careful where you go where you go with it, because folk folk is a big uh, it's a wide genre, you know. And and we try and like Catherine says, be quite accessible and and make things um, easily digestible for people who are are not indoctrinated in the sort of heavy folk traditions. Yeah. Are you going out um, just the two of you on this tour? Are you, are you supported by other musicians as well? For, for the most part on this tour, it is, it's just the two of us. I think because um, because we're playing so many songs from the new album, we actually end up playing fairly long and full sets. So um, we've kind of veered away from a support act on this tour just for the length of the evening on a practical level. When 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 you were first starting out, did, did um, was that was that a road you went down? Did, did you go out supporting other acts? We've supported all sorts of people, yeah. One, I, in fact, one of the first gigs I think we did in Equation was supporting Ralph McTell at the Royal Festival Hall. And people, he had to lock himself in a room because all of his fans were trying to get to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Ralph was a good-looking man. He still is. Very handsome chap. <laughs> well, listen, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you in April. As I mentioned, uh, Catherine Roberts and Sean Lakeman will be with us at the Witham on Tuesday, April the 25th. Tickets are £17.50 each. You can get them from the box office. You can call 01833 631107. You can go online to uk, and I'm pretty sure you can get them through Catherine and Sean's website as well. And on that note, I'll say Catherine and, and Sean, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you, Stuart. And to end, we'll have one more track from the new album from Catherine Roberts and Sean Lakeman. The album's called Almost a Sunset, and this is Without a Summer.
flesh and blood and bone What makes a man? What desires drive him home? The certain knowledge we all belong To choose the path between right and wrong In the year without a summer So close your Listening to In the Spotlight from The Witham, Barnard Castle's Community Arts Centre. We'll be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, please head over to mixcloud.com forward slash the underscore Witham and give us a follow.